game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vazay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers Baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, David Vesey. The Dodgers have set a new franchise record with the 107th win tonight after defeating the Padres 1 to nothing in 10 innings. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vassay live in San Diego at Petco Park until midnight with you at 866-987-2570. Jose Moto will join us at the bottom of the hour. We will share Aaron Judge going deep for the 61st time this season, or excuse me, 62nd time this season. Um, it was... 61st time this season. I apologize. 61. I'm anticipating 62 for Aaron Judge, but we will share that with you as uh, he is on his way to setting a new American League record. And, uh, you know, he's been unbelievable. So we'll share that call with you a little bit later. Uh, But we want to get to tonight's game here in San Diego between the Dodgers and Padres. Uh, A really... I thought Freddie Freeman said it perfectly. The Dodgers had to grind through this game again. They had not been very good offensively with runners in scoring position so far in this series. They are just 2 for 26 with runners in scoring position in these first two games. Uh, They have left 25 runners on base. They've had 13 walks in 20 innings, but not much to show for it. Only four runs. And tonight, a tough night for Joey Gallo, who struck out twice with the bases loaded, once in the first inning, and then, for good measure, in the fifth inning. So it was uh, a rough night for Joey Gallo, who left eight men on base. And for the Dodgers, hitters that were hitting between the sixth spot and the ninth spot, Joey Gallo, Gavin Lux, Chris Taylor, and Cody Bellinger, they were a combined one for 16 with seven strikeouts. Joey Gallo with the golden sombrero, he had four of those seven strikeouts. And when you have Gallo, Taylor, and Bellinger, there has been a lot of swing and miss this season by those three players. I can understand why Dave Roberts wanted to insert Gavin Lux between those three He did not do much of anything offensively tonight either. So that's somewhat of a concern for the Dodgers going into October. Uh, They need more production out of the bottom third of their order uh, for a couple of different reasons. You can't just put the burden on the top part of the order, the big three, Will Smith and uh, Muncie and Turner, and you need the bottom third of the order to flip the lineup so those guys get more chances and more chances with runners on base so uh, that is for me a concern and it's something we have seen not just tonight not just last night but this has been going on for quite some time with those three players and Joey Gallo uh, when he hits it he hits it a mile but the problem with Joey Gallo is he doesn't make contact all that often so um 
not sure where the Dodgers are with Gallo um, and what their experiment uh, is looking like in their minds with Joey Gallo. It hasn't gone as consistent as I know they hoped it would. On the flip side for the Padres, let's face it, the Dodgers have not played their best in the first two games of this series. And the Padres have had trouble beating the Dodgers with that being said, with them not hitting the ball well, not uh, having the right approach with runners in scoring position, being a little sloppy defensively. The Padres have had no answer for the Dodgers. Yeah, they won last night 4-3 to three in 10 innings, but they barely beat the Dodgers. Um, they almost gave it away, in fact. And tonight, they were shut out by the Dodgers, and not just by one pitcher, but by Julio Urias and the rest of the Dodger bullpen, Four relief pitchers blinked the Padres as well. Evan Phillips, Yency Almonte, Alex Vesia, and Tommy Canley, who picked up his first save as a Dodger tonight, putting a zero up in the 10th inning. And, uh, you know, Trent Grisham tried to uh, squeeze home a run, and uh, he was not successful. And that was basically the end of the Padres in the 10th inning. That really took a lot of air out of the Padres' sails as they try to surprise the Dodgers with the tying run at third base. They were not able to execute a suicide squeeze. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers win their franchise record 107th game of the season by shutting out San Diego tonight one to nothing in 10 innings. David Cohn has said this with us. He was part of the Yankees in 98 that won 114 games and also won the World Series. He knows all about big city expectations, and he said it may not be fair, but the way the Dodgers are going to be judged is by what they do in October, not how many wins they win in the regular season. They have seven more to go, one more here in San Diego, and then six at home to close out the regular season against the Rockies. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to the phones. Ken in Newport Beach. You're on Dodger Talk live from San Diego. Hi, Ken. Hi, David. First off, congratulations for the 107 wins to the Dodgers. I am very impressed with Kaylee. I think that he could be the actual closer. Uh, you don't have to throw the ball 100 miles an hour to be a closer. That changeup, they are not hitting and uh, I'm pretty impressed with him. A um, couple of things that you mentioned. The bottom of this Dodger lineup is actually the worst of any team in the playoffs. I looked at everybody that the Dodgers could be playing, Atlanta, the Mets, the Yankees, Houston. Nobody has three and four guys that are barely hitting over 200. I think the experiment with Gallo is over. Last 30 games, he's hitting a buck and a half. He's now struck out in those 30 games more than 50% of the time. I just don't know why they didn't bring Outman up, who's crushing it in the minors, if you're going to experiment with somebody. And my last point is, and you mentioned that uh, uh, about uh, Trey Turner. Trey has a history of um, slowing down in the last month of the season. The playoffs in his career is a 240 hitter. He's hitting 234 in the last 15 games, and he's swinging at pitches that are a couple of feet outside. I'd like to see them give him two or three games off to rest. He just doesn't look right offensively right now. 
Yeah, that's fair, Ken. I kind of saw the same things that you're talking about. And then last night he had three hits, and tonight he made a nice play to rob Jake Cronenworth in the second inning. So uh, maybe he's gotten his second win. The Dodgers are going to have five days off between the last day of the regular season and game one of the NLDS. And I know that's what Trey's thinking. Those will be enough to recharge the batteries. So uh, we'll see where it goes, Ken. Great points, and thanks for the phone call and staying up late with us. 866-987-2570. Dodgers shut out the Padres tonight, one to nothing in 10 innings. Let's go out to Culver City. Kevin, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Kevin. David, David, this, this is a great win. Let me tell you something. If you wanted a scrimmage before the playoffs that we couldn't get, tonight was a clear example of that. Joe Musgrove probably one of the best pitchers in baseball, if not the best young up-and-coming pitchers with Julio Urias, going head-to-head like it was a playoff game in a game seven. We're going to either be facing Jacob DeGrom, Max Fried, Adam Wainwright. You want a tune-up like this. And for these players to grind it out, our pitchers, Julio Urias, to go neck-and-neck with him and our bullpen, Almonte, uh, uh, Bessia, uh, Phillips, and then Keeley at the end, that was masterful. That's the effort we're going to need. Every game's not going to be 5-2 to two in, the, in the playoffs to win. You're going to have to grind out 1-0 wins. And for Freddie Freeman to get that clutch hit, that's what postseason baseball is all about. This was a clear type of postseason win, and I was so happy to see it. And one last question before I leave, David. Is, is Freddie Freeman the best hitter in this division? I know we've had Todd Helton. You know, I think of Mike Piazza. Is Freddie Freeman the best hitter in this division since Tony Gwynn? Let me get your thoughts. Thanks so much, Dave. Appreciate you as always. All right, Kevin. Wow, that's a great question. Uh, You know, Freddie Freeman is a really smart hitter. There's been a lot of great hitters in this division since Tony Gwynn, but he has to be right up there. And look, his season is MVP caliber. I know he's won the MVP already, but he has had an MVP caliber season. There's no questions about it. I know everybody is already handing it over to Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals, but two guys that played tonight, in my opinion, are MVP candidates. Freddie Freeman is the Dodgers MVP. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to win the National League batting title. He's going to have the most hits in Major League Baseball. Uh, He has more doubles than anybody else. Uh, He's played virtually every day. And he's been, uh, he's been everything the Dodgers have needed this season. And on the other side, Manny Machado, to me, has been uh, all-world for the San Diego Padres since day one. He came into camp in great shape. You know, I feel like his body fat percentage is on the Michael Jordan scale this year. His body is uh, better than we have seen it all, season, all career long, and it has showed on the field. He's been able to move better around third base. Uh, He's right up there with Nolan Arenado as far as the best defensive third baseman. Arenado's the best, obviously, but Machado's not that far behind. And without Manny Machado, where would the San Diego Padres be? Would they be in the postseason picture? I doubt it very much, especially with Fernando Tatis Jr. being out all season long. They just barely acquired Juan Soto and Brandon Jury and Juan Bell. And let's face it, uh, those guys have not been as advertised. So for me, uh, Manny Machado deserves serious National League MVP consideration. Freddie Freeman should be getting first place votes as well. 
and Goldschmidt's been an MVP for the St. Louis Cardinals as well. So uh, there's a case to be made for all three of those players, not just Goldschmidt. And Freddie Freeman tonight delivered in the 10th inning with an RBI single, his 192nd of the year, a new career high for him to help the Dodgers win their 107th game of the season, one nothing in 10 innings over the San Diego Padres. When we continue from Petco Park in San Diego, we will get to Jose Moda and also we'll share the highlight of a record night in Major League Baseball. Aaron Judge finally did it, his 61st home run of the season for the New York Yankees. They were in Toronto. We'll share their radio call of that historic moment with you as well. The Dodgers win their 107th game of the year with a 1-0 win in 10 innings over the Padres right here on AM570 LA Sports. AM570. Dodger Talk is available on AM570LASports.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Back to more Dodger Talk with Dodger insider David Bassett. 107 wins for your Los Angeles Dodgers, a new franchise record after they shut out the Padres in 10 innings tonight, one to nothing. Welcome back to Dodger Talk, David Vassay, live at Petco Park, where the lights have gone off. We're the last one standing here in San Diego after the Dodgers set a new franchise record for their 107th win of the season and counting. There's seven more to go. One more tomorrow here at Petco Park, and then they close out the regular season with six games against the Rockies. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. And in honor of the Dodgers winning their 107th game, we are going to give away a pair of tickets to Fan Appreciation Day this Sunday at Dodger Stadium. Caller 107. No, just kidding. Not caller 107. How about just seven? Our seventh caller, you will win those pair of tickets to Fan Appreciation Day at 866-987-2570. All right, let's check in with our man, Jose Moda. Pretty impressive, Jose, 107 wins. Dave, let me just put it in perspective for you, okay? Um, Where I came from, my previous organization, I saw 103 games won the last two years combined you think about mm. that 107 is mighty special and it takes everybody to get it done but uh, tonight a game that uh, as freddie freeman said as your callers have uh, you know emphasized they had to grind it out and what a great feeling to see this team and, and to uh, witness you know a lot of high fives after games it's pretty special all right let's talk about the good first before we get to the bad and the ugly tonight tommy <laughs> canely back-to-back nights pitching in the ninth inning have the dodgers found their closer uh the dodgers have found somebody they can know that they can go to to close ball games and um tommy canely man he's got a mentality of just attack 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 and that change of the you know pretty much disappears i had a chance to talk to some hitters about tommy canely in the last um couple of series and they said well to us it's a fastball and then all of a sudden it's not and it's just not there and then you see his fastball at 95 and looks like 105 miles an hour so Good to see the way he goes out there and throws strikes, too. And uh, double and triple up on that changeup, which is so important. And a guy that throws a lot of confidence, Dave, I think you've been around him now for a couple of seasons. He exudes <laughs> a lot of confidence, not afraid of the moment. And I think it was huge for him to find that moment tonight. 
he had that confidence while he was on the injured list when he would be around yeah. the clubhouse. <laughs> he, you're right. He has a lot of confidence, and he actually told me on Sunday he agreed. The ninth inning is not for everybody, but he certainly has the makeup for being a closer. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen through the years in, in both of our careers in broadcasting that um, there's so many guys that come through the minors and they're like, oh, there's a future closer, there's a future closer. It's a different monster. Even guys that have been so good through other careers in the seventh or eighth inning, and all of a sudden they're given the opportunity in the ninth inning. Not all of them can thrive in that. I mean, you have to really have cold blood, um, know what you're being asked to do. You are responsible for your team. It is not something that everybody can carry the load. And it's not so much about your stuff. It's about the mentality that you need to have to bounce back when things don't go well and to know that when you're going very well, it takes one pitch, one wild pitch, uh, one mistake for you to lose the game for your ball club. So I really applaud and, and admire guys that have done it consistently for so many years. Um, but, Dave, it takes a special breed and somebody that can go out there and just say, I'm not afraid of anybody. It doesn't matter who's coming up in that lineup. And when you find guys like that, you need to keep them around because uh, they also allow and elude much more confidence to the guys that they're leaving behind as teammates in the bullpen. Jose, in the 10th inning tonight uh, with the place runner at second base, Josh Bell got Jerickson Profar to third base, and the Padres put on a squeeze play that took everybody off guard, but Grisham, the batter, bunted the ball back for a foul ball, his second strike of the at-bat, and then Canely was able to strike him out on the third pitch. Do you feel like uh, once Grisham couldn't get the bunt down, the, the game was going to end? I did have um, that feeling because, to me, it was not like a clear-cut um, suicide squeeze. It was almost like a safety squeeze, but you have the whole right side of the infield, you know, loaded, and a long guy over in the third base side, and you can see that Profar did not go with the pitch. So in place like that, um, if you see confusion, believe that if it doesn't work, obviously you're mentally beat saying there was an opportunity. In fact, what did I see? Did I see the wrong sign? I think even, you know, seeing Matt Williams talk to Profar third base after that, I think that uh, somebody missed a sign or somebody didn't get it clear. Was it a suicide or safety? I don't think they knew, but I'm glad that, uh, you know, the guy in the mound went out there and threw another strike and got the job done. No doubt. The Dodgers beat the Padres tonight in 10 innings, one to nothing, shutting them out. Jose Moda, is joining us and Jose as far as uh, the bad goes Joey Gallo a rough night for him he struck out with the bases loaded in the first inning and in the fifth inning the Dodgers bottom third of the order continues to swing and miss at an alarming rate especially when you have Gallo Taylor and Bellinger at the bottom uh, what do the Dodgers do to rectify that or is there nothing that they can do as far as uh, changing what they have I think there's something they can do, Dave. I think it's time, and, and during the broadcast, I was talking to Fernando about this and Pepe. It's time now for the guys that you want to count on in the postseason to be playing more often. Uh, you're going to have this layoff of, of you know of, of games, and you're not going to be competing against big league players on, on another team in another uniform. And I think that Trace Thompson, in my opinion, needs to be a factor. And for him to get better, he needs to play at this point of the season. Um, Gavin Lux could be a difference maker. He needs to play also. And I think the answer about Joey Gallo is quite clear. I mean, as much as he's tried and we've seen the good, right, when he connects, there's a lot of power. 
but in a consistent basis, it's just not there. He's a plus defender, so is Trace Thompson. So I think, in my humble opinion, I think it's time for guys like Lux, Muncy, obviously Justin Turner, and more importantly, guys like Trace Thompson say, you are going to be playing for me. Here it is. I want you to get ready for the playoffs. And I think the experiments at one point um, have to end because now you need to get guys ready and in rhythm to go out there and face good pitching and not talk. All right, Jose Mota, before I let you go, another playoff-related scenario could be unfolding tomorrow night here in San Diego where Bruce Star Gratterall being the opener followed by Andrew Heaney. Is this a dress rehearsal or just something the Dodgers uh, are doing in the final seven games of the regular season? Oh, for sure a dress rehearsal because it, depending on obviously on who you're going to be facing, would you not like to have Bruce R. Gratterall come out here and as economical as he is? He, he's not a one-inning guy if he's a starter. I mean, if he's an opener, Bruce Dark can go out there and give you 10 pitches in, in one inning and eight or nine strikes, and you leave him out there for another stretch. So depending on who they face and the right-handed loaded lineups that they might face, he's a great option for you to eat up at least at least four hitters, four outs, I should say. Uh, but I do like this because it takes away at least the middle of the order from your starter one time if he's a left-handed pitcher like Andrew Heaney is, and there's a heavy right-handed side of, of, the, of the order coming up that can hit the home run. Uh, I, I do like it. I mean, Bruce Starr can go out there and miss some bats, but also Bruce Starr is a guy that induces into a lot of contact. So you got to pick your spots. Um, he doesn't get hurt very often. His stuff is getting better. And he's another guy that, uh, like Tommy Kenley, he does have a chip on his shoulder, and uh, he does a little attitude. And uh, uh, somebody that can set a tone for you, actually, for the rest of the game out there on the mound. All right, Jose, we'll see how it plays out with Gratterall opening, followed by Andrew Heaney here in San Diego. Thanks for staying up late with us, Jose. We'll see you tomorrow night at Petco Park. Of course, Dave. Great job. There he goes, Jose Moda, Dodger broadcaster, on the call tonight with Pepe Iniguez and Fernando Valenzuela here at Petco Park. Daniels Jewelers Home Run Forecast congratulates Telon Wethington of North Hollywood. Taylon receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. And for your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com and type in the keyword home run. 866-987-2570. Speaking of home runs, out in Canada, Toronto, Canada, to be specific, a major league uh, moment happened tonight as Aaron Judge tied Roger Maris for the most home runs in a single season in the American League. And this is how it was called on the Yankees radio network by John Sterling. And the payoff. There goes the deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 61. He ties Roger Maris for the American League single season record with 61 home runs. It's a two-run judgian blast. Here comes the judge. A two-run blast, and the Yankees take a 5-3 lead on number 61 for Judge. Congratulations to Aaron Judge for tying Roger Maris for the most single-season home runs in the American League. 
as 61 years separated these two great players. And Aaron Judge went deep into the Blue Jays' bullpen down the left field line. It did not go into the stands, so he did not have to negotiate to get that baseball returned. It was uh, caught by one of the Blue Jays' relievers. And my understanding, reading the reports out of Toronto, they were hesitant to hand it over just to uh, Major League authenticators because they were not sure if they were really official. So Zach Britton, one of the relievers for the Yankees, went to the Blue Jays' bullpen and got the baseball and secured it for Aaron Judge. And there's a video on Twitter that shows Judge and his mom taking a photo with home run number 61. By the way, Aaron Judge is a free agent at the end of the season. He turned down an extension by the New York Yankees in the beginning part of this season. I know everybody is talking about the Yankees re-signing him, the San Francisco Giants going after him aggressively. I've heard the Texas Rangers may be aggressive in trying to sign Aaron Judge. But what about your Los Angeles Dodgers? Uh, There's a chance Trey Turner may find another team this winter. And the Dodgers may reallocate those dollars that they may have used to sign Trey Turner to sign Aaron Judge. Is it really that far-fetched to believe the Dodgers could be a team involved in the Aaron Judge sweepstakes? I don't think so. I mean, ever since Guggenheim has taken over the Dodgers... What big-name free agent have they not been seriously in on? Uh, Garrett Cole, they tried to sign him. They tried to sign Bryce Harper. They pulled off a trade for Mookie Betts. They signed Freddie Freeman. You're telling me the Dodgers would not be interested in Aaron Judge? You're telling me the Dodgers don't have the resources that many believe the Yankees have or the San Francisco Giants have? Uh, I would not put it past the Dodgers if certain scenarios played out during this winter to definitely consider signing Aaron Judge. Uh, There's a lot of moving parts for the Dodgers this winter. They have to make a decision on Cody Bellinger moving forward. They have to see what the market's going to be for Trey Turner. Um, So if things line up in a certain way, I wouldn't rule out the Dodgers being interested in Aaron Judge this winter. So congratulations to the Judge. 61 home runs ties Roger Maris's American League record. All right, we have a winner for our, our pair of tickets to Fan Appreciation Day this Sunday at Dodger Stadium. Robert in Compton is caller number seven. Congratulations, Robert. Hey, thank you, thank you. Who gives you Dodger tickets? There's only one place that you win Dodger tickets, Robert. AO570, baby. Damn right, Robert. Congratulations. Thanks a lot for for listening, and uh, you enjoy Fan Appreciation Day, and maybe the Dodgers uh, will call your ticket and you can win more prizes. Thank you, David. I appreciate you. All right, Robert. Love it. Robert from Content, congratulations. Listen Friday for your chance to win more tickets every hour starting at noon with Rogan and Rodney going all the way through to us here on Dodger Talk. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Rancho Cucamonga. Paul, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Paul. Hey, David. Sorry, just a quick comment on this home run record. Wanting to know why the Yankees fans have such a short memory and why they're not giving Aaron Judge the asterisk like they did to Roger Maris since he did it after game 154. 
And then I also wanted to get your thoughts on that garbage little documentary they had on ESPN last night, Dodgers-Yankees arrive, uh, Unstable Rivalry, where they made us look like dogs in 77 and 78. And they only gave us 10 seconds at the very end of the documentary where they talked about 81. Go Dodgers, and let's see if the Yankees actually do their part this year so we could whoop them in the World Series. I love it, Paul. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, when I got back to the hotel, it was on. I started to watch it, and it was all about the Yankees. It felt like uh, the Dodgers were just a supporting role in the whole documentary. If it's going to be about the Dodgers and Yankees, shouldn't there be equal time? I've seen other documentaries that ESPN has done with the Celtics and Lakers rivalry, which was a great one. And it was telling the story of both franchises as they were on a collision course in the 60s and the 80s and uh, then again in uh, in the 2000s. But last night, from what I saw, it was just about Billy Martin. It was just about Reggie Jackson. And, oh, by the way, uh, the Dodgers out there in Los Angeles were having a good season, too. Um, so I fell asleep. I've heard that story a million times about Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson and uh, – I'm not sure if they ever showed Reggie throwing his hip into the baseline on a throw that completely changed the complexion of that series. But, uh, yeah, it was a little tired just to hear about the Yankees. Let's go out to Vegas, home of the Las Vegas Raiders. Robert, you're on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Robert? What's up, man? I want to say congratulations to all the Dodger fans. We're, We're all part of this, and we support them all the time, so... Let's go all the way. I also want to say uh, from everybody, the Duramondo family, uh, 4521 Willowbrook, everybody who grew up there, all diehard Dodger fans. And, you know, we love you, Vance. Get well. I know you're doing good from the slide. You know, we support the Dodgers 100%, man. We're just all happy here. I love it, Robert. Thank you for the support. And certainly the Dodgers could not have won 107 games, setting a new franchise record without the passionate support from the Dodger fans and uh, the best fans in baseball as far as I'm concerned. Wherever the Dodgers go, the Dodger fans follow, especially here in San Diego. It was cool tonight. I, I had a cousin that uh, works and was in, invited to uh, a suite in one of these light towers up here at Petco Park. There's like three levels of suites on the right field side and the left field side in these light towers. And I had never been up in one of those, and I was invited up there. I went up for an inning, and, man, what a great view. What a great party they threw. So that was a new experience, a new vantage point here at Petco Park that I had never seen. And as you're going up on the top deck here at Petco Park, I'm sure on a beautiful afternoon you can see Coronado, the bridge, and just the beautiful uh, scenery here in San Diego. It's really uh, one of my favorite cities to visit during the regular season, and we'll see what happens. The Dodgers and Padres might see each other in the NLDS. The Padres right now are the second seed of the three wild card teams. Uh, the Braves are the number one seed, so it would be Braves versus Padres if the postseason started tomorrow. And as far as uh, the third and final wild card spot, it's still up for grabs. Uh, the Phillies and Brewers are closer than what Philadelphia thought they would be at this point in time. The Brewers beat the Cardinals tonight 5-1 to and are just a half game behind the Phillies for the final National League wildcard spot. The tiebreaker would go to Philadelphia, so the Brewers need to finish a game ahead. 
And the way their schedule looks down the final seven games of the regular season, Milwaukee will have the Marlins and Diamondbacks. They should be beating the Marlins. The Diamondbacks will give them a run for their money, while the Phillies have the Nationals and Houston Astros. So uh, look out for that final wild card spot. And the Padres need to win games. Uh, they are not guaranteed a spot. Uh, there is just two or two games separating the Padres, Phillies, and Brewers for uh, just two final wild card spots between those three teams. And we'll see who the Padres throw at the Dodgers tomorrow. It was supposed to be you, Darvish, but now that's up in the air. So we'll see who the Padres send at the Dodgers who are opening with Bruce Star Gratterall and Andrew Heaney is expected to follow Gratterall on a day that was supposed to be a Heaney start day. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 5.30 tomorrow night with first pitch at 6.40 between the Padres and Dodgers. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Jake Warner out here at Petco Park. And thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, uh, right here on AM570 LA Sports, will be the Ben Maller Show. Ben definitely wants your listenership. He has begged me on multiple occasions to promote his show that comes up after Dodger Talk. So enjoy Ben Maller. I'm sure he's going to celebrate Aaron Judge. I'm sure he's not going to be negative at all coming up next on AM570 LA Sports. Once again, the final score between the Dodgers and Padres. It was the Dodgers coming out on top in 10 innings, shutting out San Diego one to nothing for their franchise record-setting 107th win of the season. Have a great rest of your morning. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. See ya.